0: You're listening to Good Reporters Podcast, encouraging you to use your platform and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, because good reporters bring good news. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your boy Chris Edwards, aka Young Christ Like on social media, and today we're going to talk about horse blinders and closed ears. Try not to emphasize, horse blinders and closed ears, I mean closed ears, excuse me. Um, that, that sounds weird, doesn't it? But let, let's talk about it. Horse blinders, I think we all know. Oh, I mean, mean, let me not say that. I think most people know. Horse blinders are used usually for horses when they're racing uh, because horses will easily get distracted from the side of their eyes or on their peripheral vision. And they'll be able to see a lot that's going on around them. And if they see that, they will get distracted and they will not run the race well. Um, When you put horse blinders on, it allows them to focus on the vision, which is ahead of them, which is winning the race um, and just going ahead with that closed ears. Um, I wouldn't know my ears are huge. You can't see them right now, but my ears are huge, so they don't look closed, they look very open, uh, like car doors. So what we're gonna talk about is closing your ears. And that's like closing off shutting off um shutting off distractions and things of that sort, uh, closing your ears. And I, I remember talking about this and thinking about this because I always think about the analogy of horse blinders. Like whenever I say I gotta get in focus mode, gotta get in focus mode, I'm like horse blinders. You know, like that's the way I say it. Like that's what I say, like horse blinders. Gotta stay focused, gotta stop looking around me, gotta stop paying attention to all these other things. When I say closed ears, I mean I never added that before, but I'm adding it here because I started thinking about that this past week. When I say closed ears, I mean we're not listening. Not only cause you could cause we're human, right? We could be running the race and listening to the things going on around us. People could be talking at us. Uh people's visions and and their ideas and um and their Preferences and all of those things could be thrown at us as well when we're running the race. So I don't think it's enough to just put the horse blinders on because, yeah, we might stop seeing the other things, um, but it doesn't hurt to hear. Sometimes it's I mean, it doesn't help us stop hearing. It hurts sometimes that we hear truthfully, you know, even and and even people who are good for us sometimes, even our good friends and even um, other people who are just helpful or trying to be helpful. Sometimes the vision isn't necessarily something that they have knowledge of or understanding of. And if we're listening, we might lose sight of what the vision is and lose sight of what uh, the race that we're running is. And that's huge and that's important. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Let me get out the handy-dandy phone after I get out this napkin because it is boiling. It is boiling in here, man. Like, I got the windows closed and everything so that y'all can hear me. I'm dedicated. But right now I am baking like... egg and cheese. Um <laughs> so let's get, let's get on this. So horse blinders. Let's talk about that because horse blinders the important thing to note about horse blinders is that it's not blocking all of your vision, right? Like it's not blocking your vision or the vision. It's just blocking peripheral vision. And that's important when you think about it because there's a lot of things that I'd like to consider peripheral vision. Instagram Social media—that's TikTok, whatever it is. Other people's goals, um, other people's voices—a lot of things that are going on around us—that um, are just peripheral vision, <laughs> you know. Like it's just like it's the things that you kind of see, like that microwave on the right side in the kitchen right now that I can kind of see, but really I'm focused on the camera that's in front of me recording my uh, visuals so that I can get you out some really good, clean uh, quality content. That's like what I'm focused on as the vision. The other things are just peripheral vision. They don't really matter. And if I pay attention too much to the time on the clock and all those things going on, I will lose sight of the vision. Important. I want to go to the idea of the scripture. And this is Philippians 3, 13 uh, through 14. And we all should know this scripture, but still going to bring it up. It says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past. Forgetting the past because the past is also considered peripheral vision. <laughs> the past is also considered peripheral vision. Why? Because it's not where you're going. It's where you've been. And, and 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 actually, it shouldn't even be peripheral vision. It should be behind you. But so much of us are in between looking forward and looking back that it is our peripheral vision. And so is our vision of moving forward. Therefore, we don't really have quite a vision and we're kind of lacking and staying in the same place. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then mind you, so many of us have it in the peripheral vision up until we turn back. And if we look back at our past, Now, the thing that is our vision is our past and who we've been and where we've been, how we've done. And the thing that now is our peripheral vision and or not even in our sight or in our line of sight is what the vision really should be. This is why we don't get places. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I did that because I had to wipe my face. But oh, my goodness. Like it smacked me just like that. (laughs) You know, it smacked me just like that. That is. Wow. Like. Think about that. Horse blinders. It blocks off all the distractions. It blocks off anything in your peripheral so that you can focus on the goal. And if I keep reading that scripture because the scripture is not done, uh, open up, please, phone. If I keep reading the scripture because that scripture is not done, it says, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Calling you, calling me, calling everybody. There's a race that we're running. And this is the reason why we brought up all those other things, overthinking, procrastination, all these things. It's not for motivation only because it helps, I'm sure, but it's not like a motivational content page where it's just like, oh, just motivation, motivation, motivation. Um, no scripture, no Bible, no what, no good news. Like, what are we talking about? Just our things that we deal with. Oh, they're all very important. Because they all go into whether we're focusing on procrastination, whether we're overthinking, whether we're looking at ourselves, whether we're looking back in the past, and stopping us from doing specifically what is said here, looking forward and running the race for what God is calling us, all of us, and receiving that heavenly prize. And we have to continue on with that, because with that, there is no good news that we can spread to other people, because we're so focused on our past and our issues and our problems. (sighs) oh my gosh, let me put the napkin again. It's getting hot in here. Somebody get me a napkin. And I haven't said that (laughs) in so long, but also it's literally hot in here, so it makes a lot of sense. So now I get back to the story of, um, to the Bible, and I think about the story of Job. And this is huge in importance because I know a lot of people know about Job. They're like, oh, you mean the guy who had the stuff and lost the stuff? Yes, and there's more. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's so much more. There's so much uh, deep-rooted uh, wisdom inside of the scripture and in inside of the book of which is Job. Um, and it, it starts off like this because I think a lot of, it starts off with God speaking about, well, the, the Bible speaking about Job, who he was, the story of Job. And it says, uh, there once was a man named Job who lived in the land of of, of Uz. Oops. Okay, I don't know that word, so I'm a, I'm a just that place, but it's usually... Uh he was blameless, a man of a complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity, he feared God and stayed away from evil. Um I said that twice so that you can get it. <sighs> so what happens here, what happens next? Uh like I said, we all know that he had a lot of stuff, lost a lot of stuff. Of course, uh I didn't I don't have the I didn't put the scripture in here, so I can't directly quote it, but it was when the enemy approached uh talking about Job and was like, I promise you that he would sin against you and he would, you know run against you, basically go against you if I challenged him and if I tested him and, you know, got allowed that and that's interesting and that's a story for another time Um, but that's what happened there and so Job, of course, didn't know quite that and so Job was going through these things, losing everything he had and then out of nowhere, like, I mean, just out of nowhere, he lost everything he had or everything that he cared for and he was just, why? Why me? You know, what's going on? And it's an important thing to notice about this because Job also had friends. And Job's friends are spoken about in the Bible as some people who no, don't get it wrong, because some people always be like, oh, man, get better friends than Job, because all they did was tell him things that were wrong. OK, we could talk about that. But let's get into context here, because context, excuse me, because Job's friends also did something very good. You know, it, it speaks about that uh, here in Job 2, 11 through 13. It says um, when three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. That sounds like some good friends. If you ask me, comforting him, consoling him. Um, their names were Eliphaz and Tem- uh, the Temanite. Now, if I butcher these, I'm sorry again. Bildad the Shuhite and Z- Zafar, the, Nam- the Namathite. If I butcher them, I'm so sorry. When they saw Job from a distance, they were they uh, they scar- scarcely recognized him, wailing loudly. They tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. They sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. My goodness. Get you some friends like Job, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, honestly, those friends were really cool. Those friends, I mean, as, as far as we're considered, those friends cared enough not only to say, Hey, man, we're going to come over there and see if you're good. They threw a tizzy. You know, they were going in there wild. And they were, you know, crying and wailing and throwing things up in the air, the dust in the air, and just really sharing his grief. Those are great friends. You know, sharing his grief, being there for him, helping him, uh, and really just being even silent, not even bothering him, not asking him a million and one questions, not even like wanting to bother him. They just want, they knew his grief was so much that they were like, you just need uh, us to be here for you. And that's great Friends, let's not knock that. Let's not knock that. And I had to say that for context uh, because the next thing is not going to be super nice or it's not going to be, you know, super in their favor. But that's important to notice anyway. Now, Joe's friends, uh, if you look a little bit further into the word, they were saying a lot of like they were bringing up their points when they when they, they weren't speaking. And sometimes it might be better not to speak because when they did start speaking, they started saying a lot of things that were actually incorrect. They were trying, they were trying to bring up things, trying to help him, but they were kind of like on the side of, you know, you did wrong, you must have sinned, this is the only way that things like this can come to you, you were bad, and you know, and there's so much in the scripture, so I'm not going to, I'm paraphrasing here, um, but just repent and do better, and you know, because you lost all these things, because you must be in sin, and you must be going through this, and wrong, you know, if you look at Job 42, 7, 7, It says, After the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Eliphaz the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends, for you have not spoken accurately about me as my servant Job has. And, you know, if you really, like I said, to get into so much context, I'm just bringing this up, I want to have the conversation, but God was mad with them. You know, they were kind of doing a lot of, you know, back and forth, kind of like, And don't get it wrong, maybe they were trying to make something out of it and trying to help him and be there for him, but... I bring that story up to bring this. If Job listened maybe to the noise or had his horse blinders off, I mean, he was emotional, so sometimes he might have and might have had emotional responses, but if he cursed God, turned away from God and just listened to his friends like, man, you know what? I must have been bad. You know what? Well, I guess I can't be good enough. I could just never be good enough and I might as well just live a life that is just full of blame and full of terrible stuff. And if he would just listen to them, he would have missed out on the vision of which God had for his life. Which turns out you know, end of the story, spoiler alert. If you don't like spoiler alerts, stop this now and go read the Bible and finish off Job. Um, but spoiler alert, he wound up getting things back tenfold, you know, and he, he wound up being in a better position, uh, better off afterwards. You know, like Job was better off because of his faithfulness um in the time and in that crazy, crazy weird time which most people were folding. Um but if he paid attention to a lot of the things that other people were saying, if his ears were open fully and his horse blinders were off, there would be an issue of him turning maybe completely the other way and trying to solve things in a way that didn't necessarily fit his life at that time or didn't necessarily fit his, the purpose for what was happening to him. They didn't quite know, didn't necessarily fit um, God's vision for Job at the time. You know, it might have fit, and I say this all the time too. When people give advice to us, they usually give advice to us based on themselves. They'll give you advice like, "Yo, like you know, well, my man said this to me, or well, but, man, girl, you better leave. Why? Because they'd leave." You know what I mean? And you might not. Like, maybe you could stick with it a little bit more than you probably would. If somebody talks about cheating and they're like, oh, my boyfriend cheated on me and my girlfriend cheated on me. I'd be like, man, look, man, gets you a new girlfriend, gets you a new boyfriend because it's time to bounce. And some people might be like, you know what? No, I'll forgive them and I'll continue sticking it through. And some people might actually just stay forever and keep getting cheated on it, you know, but the advice that we usually give will probably be based on the things that we've done, the way that we feel, and probably based on a lot of our insecurities, or probably the reason why a lot of us are where we are you know what I mean good or bad, you know what i mean sometimes you take you take advice you take advice from somebody who's telling you about business and they don't have a business, you know what I mean, but they' probably tell you how they would if they were operating one you take advice from somebody who's telling you about relationships and they're single you know what I mean you take advice from somebody who's telling you about uh your dream job and they work a job that they're miserable in. You know, you you talk to somebody who's who's telling you about anything else. And if we don't have our horse blinders on, and it's spiritual now we're talking about like doesn't mean lock out everything everyone's saying to you. It doesn't mean close your ears when people talk to you because good counsel is vital. Um, and also good like paying attention to good things and good goals that you want to have and seeing people who've done it. It's vital. Um, but if you don't steward that well enough, guard your heart well enough, and focus in on what you really need to focus in on. Sometimes we might have our horse blinders off, our ears wide open, and we are just running around in circles, trying to figure out what God's vision for us is, or we might know it and we're just trying to hear other people talking about us, and sometimes God gives us a vision that nobody else understands. You know, sometimes we go through seasons where God is saying, "I'm asking you to do this," and somebody else sees it and is like, "Oh no, no, no! Like go do that. Like you should do this because it just makes sense as how I would do it, as how the world would do it." And that's kind of what Job's friends were doing. They were like, "Oh well, you know, it must be this. You must have sinned. Let me wipe my forehead because I'm hot. You know, you must have sinned. <laughs> you know, go do it this way then. Or go, go, or or whatever of the advice they were giving him. And he called them foolish at some point, and they're not wise with their advice at some point because Job was probably frustrated, but. They, but nonetheless, I bring that story up to realize like it doesn't mean that they like let's get again back into context. Job's friend context, Job's friends were good people. Like they were there for him, they cared about him, and it doesn't mean that they didn't care about him, it didn't mean that they were there for him, but sometimes he still had to put on that, that horse blinder and close those ears. Because of what they're saying may not fit your season right now, it just it just doesn't matter. And so for Job, kind of in that season, it was different right it's like it's like just like everybody else it would be different um and it doesn't make his friends bad doesn't make um the advice that he got bad or i mean well maybe it wasn't good but it doesn't it doesn't make them bad people right because they were there for him and nonetheless the moral of that story is just horse blinders on doesn't mean that what's happening here is wrong. Doesn't mean what's happening here is not good. But for right now and for you and for your season, you got to put your horse blinders on and you got to close your ears sometimes. Keep them open for some good counsel, but close them when you – because cause even, even sometimes just wanting to hear people, and this is what's been happening to me at times, wanting to just hear other people tell you this is how you should do it or wanting to have some certainty, getting back to overthinking of, oh, this is how you could do it, this is how you could do it. Then your, your ears will always be so open trying to hear everything to make sure you have every possible way or idea or thought. Truthfully, at some point in time, it just comes to closing your ears. Uh, keeping your eyes open, putting your horse blinders on and focusing in on the go. And that's the only way sometimes we get out of overthinking, over procrastinating, over all those things and remember what the final goal really is and how we should just press forward to it. That helps us stop overthinking. Overthinking That helps us stop paying attention to so much of, oh, what if I'm doing it wrong? What if I'm... Uh, like, if your horse blinders are on, man, you can't really tell who's in first, second, third. You don't know who's right behind you. You don't know who's on the right side of you. You just follow the pace of where you know you should be going and that's vital and that's key keep your horse binders on keep your ears closed and so i want to i want to kind of bring that to to an end and say that that's just a quick word i wanted to give to y'all today i hope that it could really help you um it's something i thought about and i'm like why not just bring it here right like this podcast is me just dumping my thoughts on everybody but also hoping that it's uh thoughtful and A teaching lesson and something you can learn from because for me i surely did and so i hope you all have a great one today i hope that god continues to bless you and i hope that you continue to keep your horse blinders on and to keep your ears closed from all the distractions that are going on stay focused god bless you and don't forget to be a good reporter because good reporters bring good news